Okay, welcome to the Motorcycle Scoop. Uh, have a very special episode today. I'm here with Matthew Skelly. How's it going, Chris? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Or should I say, recently married Matthew Skelly? Yeah, that's a fact. Congratulations. Uh, less than a week old. Congratulations, my friend. I hope you make it to the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure she's very proud of this. Yeah, she's. Uh, <laughs> if I were you, I'd get a lawyer lined up. I'd get a lawyer on retainer. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Just uh, before the uh, broadcast date of this Smart. podcast. Smart, yeah, Okay. Yeah. So Matt, the reason I want to bring you on today is because you have a master's degree in civil engineering from UMass. You're an adjunct transportation engineering professor at the University of Hartford, and you're a senior transportation engineer at Fuss and O'Neill uh, in Quincy, Massachusetts. So this is a motorcycle podcast. Now you're a bit of a rider yourself or yes. have some experience with that? I, I do. Yeah. I have a, I have a history of ridership. Oh boy. Yeah. So <laughs> when I was in junior high, when I was in seventh grade, I bought my first bike, which was, uh, Honda XR 80. You had a um, job in seventh grade. I did. Yeah. Really? I, picked, I picked corn. Is I, that uh, when I cut tobacco. I grew up in the fields of Hadley, Massachusetts. Okay. And I used my uh, summer job money to buy a $600 uh, dirt bike. Yes. And I rode that thing every day this, while the sun was shining. My this bed. is how everybody should start. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I meet people who like take the class and they're like, I'm getting a Panigale. Like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a Ducati. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, get, get under a thousand dollars. And ride the boogers out of it. Right? For sure. Like, I literally, like, the the sprockets were worn down. Nice. I had to get new chains. Like, I was out there doing, like, the little, like, hoopty jumps out Ooh, in the fields. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, with, like, also my XR Honda dirt bike gang. Oh, you had a crew? You had yeah, an entourage? My boys. Um, you know, after I graduated college, I got a... Uh, Another Honda, um, a CB750, Fantastic. 1983. Oh, yeah. Um, now, unfortunately, it turns out I'm not really a master motorcycle mechanic. Um, you know what? I, uh, let's, we can talk about that. We can do a whole episode uh, <laughs> dedicated to my feelings of inadequacy around that subject as ways well. Ways to break a motorcycle? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it turns out they need oil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely loved riding that bike, and uh, I actually, since then, have only driven standard, uh, you know, manual transmission cars, Yeah, and it all goes back. Just to capture the... Riding the dirt bike, riding the motorcycle. Capture and, the thrill. And, and every time, like, I run into one of my buddies that I'm like, hey, can you drive my car? And they're like, uh, I don't know how to drive stick. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it's like, did, what? They call did you, like, a, they call did you a, not grow up outside? They like... <laughs> They call it a millennial anti-theft device. <laughs> You're a millennial, yeah. Well, I think we both technically Just are, barely. Right? Yeah, I know. Just I, barely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just barely. Yeah, but we're on the... Yeah. Yeah. We don't just disclose our ages, but we're on the... We're on the... <laughs> the we're on the again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, being a millennial is not actually... You're not that young now. No, no. Yeah, there's a yeah. whole other Yeah, Gen like the people Z I work with in my yeah. office are like yeah. a and lot of Gen Z. And they're really soulless. <laughs> not a lot of bike riders. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what we're, that's what we're trying to solve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. They do like podcasts. Yeah, they do. They will listen to a podcast. Yeah. Dude, I'm just so happy to have you on today. Yeah. Because uh, so. you're, uh, you're like a transportation engineer just, just traffic, just how people move. Um, yeah. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Yeah. Um, do you know so, what I mean? Well, so I want to jump right in and hate on your last episode. The- 
Um, you, I, please do. I, I mean, please don't. <laughs> sorry. Well, so cool. you, you've got uh, like, uh, By the way, yeah. in welcoming to you to the Motorcycle Scoop, I just want you to be aware that if we are agreeing, it stays in. And if you disagree with me, oh. I, it, might, <laughs> it might hit the editing room floor. Well, I mean, well, you know, yeah. or I'll slip. My, the mouse sometimes slips. Okay, I mean, got one. it. Yeah, uh, thanks, okay. Chris. Um, I knew that about I'm you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because you've got a good guess here Look. that someone who not only may be knowledgeable about motorcycles, yeah. the industry generally, um, but also somebody who has listened to your other podcasts. I really appreciate Which I that. gather may be hard to find. Yeah. It, <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> but you were saying. So, <laughs> so your last episode, um, you guys did a deep dive on an Instagram personality who... Influencer. An influencer. Called. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Who, uh, who videotaped or had pictures taken of an incident that happened while she was riding. Right. A motorcycle accident. And that's where I want to stop you. Oh. Because I think I probably heard a hundred times between you and your co-hosts refer to this as an accident. And this is a no-no in the transportation engineering industry. Okay. Um, right, I'm just going to go delete the pod. I'll, delete, <laughs> I'll just go delete that episode. Right <laughs> yeah. Quick. Just well, go no. on without me. I'll, uh... it'll, it'll be missed. Okay. So what... <laughs> So, so what do you what, what do you mean? Yeah. So, so calling it an accident? Well, let me use this as a as a comparison. We've all flown in airplanes, right? Right. Um, and occasionally those do go down. And yeah. when you hear that, on the news, that's of, why I get drunk on the airplane. By the way, oh, just, in <laughs> just, case. just in case. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you hear on the news about that, you never hear about an airplane accident, right? Um, they're called plane crashes for a reason. Right. And that reflects the way that we as a society uh, view those incidents, right? It's, okay. it's not considered something that just happens to happen, right? Right. When a plane goes down, it is a serious problem, right? right? Nobody's okay with <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. That is a plane crash, right? right? right. But when you hear about a, a car or a motorcycle that goes down, right, right that's considered an accident, right. right? Oh, couldn't have been avoided. And there's no, well, yeah, there's no flip side on it because no one is doing it intentionally, of right? Of course. No, right. Unless it's sure. like an X. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well. You know, uh, <laughs> most of the time. <clears throat> most of the time. Yeah, but, uh, uh, no, no one's doing it intentionally. But, but, but the idea here is that as a society, we are more than happy uh, to just look the other way about this. Right. Um, and, and we just accept it as a fact of life that 40,000 people die on our highways every year. Uh, no Holy small portion shit. of those being uh, motorcyclists. 40,000 in the United States. In the United just States. In the United every States. year. Holy um, shit. You know, and, and if you look at those graphs about like the most common causes of death for young people, right. like automobile crashes, like right at the top of the list every time. And right. like... It is something that, as a transportation engineer, we like take very seriously, right? right? Um, and and that's something that we strive to prevent. So, I actually like I've listened with great interest to your podcast because oh, I think I think it's you. really I think it's really great that you're promoting this as a as a potential um, alternative to you know single occupancy vehicles clogging up our roadways, right. but at the same time, there is a safety risk too. Right. I, well, so, I mean, why do people why do people crash? Like, are we just fucking idiots? Or we design when we design roads, the goal is uh, you know we have a lot of goals, but like traditionally, it has been to move 
throughput, right? Like move the cars through the right. intersections, move the cars along the highways, right. and it hasn't been as much about safety. And so now oh, you're okay. now you're seeing um, you know cities like Boston that have adopted a Vision Zero policy that are all about eliminating roadway deaths in that city right. entirely. Could be anything, yeah. but like the whole point of it is that like now what the the um, direction that's being given to the people who design roadways is make these roadways safe for people to right. traverse so that they don't die on them. Is that also, does that coincide with making them simpler? Sometimes. Guess, a do you lot see how I'm coming from a thesis where people are fucking idiots? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. No, my, I mean like the biggest bias, thing, uh, so the biggest thing is speed, right? Like literally, you've heard that a hundred times, speed kills, that is right. true. And when you look at graphs of like, if a pedestrian is involved in a crash or a motorcyclist, if they're involved in a crash right. and you're talking about speeds over 40 miles an hour, it's exponentially greater chance that they're going to die or be seriously injured. Right. Whereas like if it's a crash where both uh, parties involved, or even if it's just a single, right. um, if it's under 25, under 20 miles an hour, sometimes, you know, there's certainly always property damage, but, right. and sometimes But everybody injuries, lives. But yeah, everybody lives. Um, but so let me push back on that a little bit. So is like in other countries, like say like in Germany with the Autobahn, for example, like, you know, arguably way more speed, do they have, like, does that correlate with more crashes? So, do you actually, know what I mean? Interestingly like, enough, right, um, the key statistic is something called pace. Um, and that is what you call the 10 mile an hour range that uh, captures the most drivers on a facility. So, okay. um, so if, you, if you have a tight pace, right, and like everybody is kind of all clumped together, right. and it, it actually could be very fast, but still pretty safe. Where you get into the difficulty is when you have uh, highways like Let's say ninety-three. Plenty Boston, of people. Massachusetts, yeah. Plenty of people doing, you know, ninety miles an hour, just weaving in and out of traffic. Okay. But the speed limit's actually only sixty. So it has to do with like, uh, so spatial relationships. Sure, and okay. different, differential speeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, when I go to like Italy, for example, talk about like safety. Like those, like in Rome, those guys drive insane. But yeah. do they have a higher crash rate than so, like? So the, my my personal experience of this was uh, last year, um, my new wife and I uh, were down in the She's Dominican so Republic. She's yeah, so lucky. We're leaving that in. Hi, Dana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're leaving it in. So we're down in the DR. Um, we we rented a car to go to like a, a a small beach town, and we tried to take the highways there, but we got lost. We wound up going through a city down there, as is the case in many other countries across the world. The predominant mode of travel is actually like a motorbike, right? Right. Like moto, right. you know, you might hear in certainly in Southeast Asia, places like that, um, where it's on, like there might be three lanes, painted lanes of traffic, right? But it's essentially just like utter chaos. They're rolling like six, seven yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah, and like, and if but they a, make it work. If right? you're at a light, like there might be people just whizzing by you on all sides, and in those situations, yeah. Is it, are there more crashes? Maybe. Yeah. But those are those like, um, kind of like lower speed, lower intensity situations. Right. Where so you might bump somebody. A, and, yeah. And it's yeah. not a freeway. Yeah. It's not a freeway crash. Right, right? Right, right. Like where you're in a situation where like, if, if somebody goes down on a bike while they're doing 80 miles an hour, like 
Yeah, you have big it's, problems. It's yeah, yeah big Whereas problems. like in, in urban situations where you might have people that are doing something that are considered like lawless or whatever, right. but it's not actually that dangerous. Right, right. So do other countries do you find that other countries like trust their drivers maybe a little bit more than we do? I don't know. That's as a far good as that like so like I always like so if you look at like a Y, like the shape of a Y, like a capital Y, right? In this country if, if you're coming down the Y, right, you would stop here, uh, one side of the Y would go, and then the other side would go, right? Mm-hmm. In Rome, I've seen just, they both get the green and they just zipper in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. doesn't happen here. Yeah. Um, and is I, that... I don't know. I mean, like this, now we're, we're kind of getting into some more of like my experience as a driver than as a roadway designer. Okay. Um, but... But you uh, would never design a road like that in the United States, well, right? Well, I mean... Honestly, like if so, what you're talking about actually kind of reminds me of the situation you have at a roundabout, right? Right. Where, where like there isn't any necessarily like defined traffic control there. It's a yield, right? Right. So people in the circle, you have yield the right of way. to the people in the circle. Yeah, and the circle we- has the right of way. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but um, well, tell your friends. Yeah, recommend the motorcycle scoop to your friends. And have them listen to that. Part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, like in in this neck of the woods, like there are some like weird hybrid traffic circles where right away is like really poorly defined. Right. But like at a modern modern design roundabout, those actually they're they're like the silver bullet for traffic engineers because right. they not only improve capacity. So those like a roundabout can handle more vehicles than a traditional traffic signal, four-way signal, right? But they also are a safety improvement. So really, yeah, because okay. you you have crashes there. It's right, really not, right. You know, it doesn't eliminate that. But less but, than a standard intersection. Um, they are more importantly less serious crashes. Fewer serious. Okay, crashes. So, right, right, right. So when you do have crashes, they're side swipes, right? They're not angle crashes. They're right. not head-on crashes. And it's not. They're, I'm trying to beat the light, so I'm stomping on the gas. Somebody else and, is jumping. Yeah, out. yeah. No, you never see that. Right? Okay. So I know, I know, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a. A roundabout stand. Uh, okay. And, and, and like I know <laughs> is not. That the, is that the, the name of the industry? Hashtag roundabout stand. But do you have, uh, as far as like a time saver, do you have like data as like how much time, like more than like a typical intersection? Yeah, that's a good question. I bet that data does exist. I don't have it on the tip of my tongue, but it would vary from intersection to intersection, right? It's kind of like based oh, on. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of other variables. Much, how much, like, like how, how, uh, how congested an intersection is might have an impact on like what the time saving is if you okay. had a roundabout rather than a standard signal. Um, um, so I have a question. So the single most dangerous situation for motorcyclists occurs when cars are making left-hand turns, and these collisions actually account for 42% of all accidents involving motorcycle and car. Uh, and this is from an article I got on Nolo.com. It's like, what's the deal with the left turn, man? Is it because is it because you're looking into the turn? Wow. Or thanks, Chris. That's a great question. I uh, really enjoy your stats. <laughs> you sound like Lynn. Thank you, <laughs> Lynn. Shout, Lynn. Shout out, shout out to Lynn. <laughs> hey, Lynn. Matt's got this. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, what's an asshole. It's a great, great, great question. Yeah. Um, so like this is, but it a, happens between two cars as well. It's often sure, with two yeah, cars as yeah, well. Yeah. But like forty-two um, percent of motorcycles, like that's crazy. 
Um, there's like a funny saying about traffic engineers that if there were no left turns, you'd never need a traffic engineer because those are, those are like actually the one, Boy, you guys are, are hilarious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well known. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, a. Uh, but the, that's the thing that kind of like you, you maybe have heard, it's like, a, it was like a commonly uh, recited article a few years ago that UPS eliminated all their left turns, right? Like they rerouted everything so that their drivers yeah. would never have to take left turns. Okay. And it's, it's because left turns are the worst movement, right? Yeah. And so like when we're looking at um, the capacity of an intersection, it is largely based off of how many left turns there are trying to go against opposing traffic, right? Okay. Um, now when it comes to like uh, motorcycle safety, um, I think that that's probably just like a tangential it's effect. It's just, yeah. You know, I mean, it makes sense, right? You can yeah. think about it like that's the, that's also like the most dangerous opposing maneuver. So right. the, the way that like the most important thing that you have to analyze when you're looking at an intersection are opposing maneuvers. So okay. if you have, a, a left turn that's going across through traffic, that's really dangerous, right. right? If you have a right turn that's trying to merge with through traffic, okay. a little less dangerous, yeah. right? How but, many lanes there are and stuff affects exactly. it as well, especially yeah. doing like a left over like... Two lanes. Two lanes. Like, Way worse. Have you, right. been to, have you been to Florida? <laughs> yeah, uh, you can do a left against like four lanes Because yeah. I rented a bike in Florida and it's just... I mean, first of all, it's the most boring ride I've ever taken. <laughs> really there goes all of our yeah. Florida listeners. <laughs> It's just like winter jean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There Sorry. goes my mom in the winter. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I guess from like the perspective of a motorcycle rider, like obviously you've been in that situation where you're like pulling up to a place where you have to take a left turn. Yeah. Not only are you up, like in a place where you have to negotiate the opposing traffic, but now you're also in a place where like you're in the middle of section right 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 and someone's coming from behind you yeah so yeah. you're you're kind of taking it from all sides yeah yeah that makes sense so so uh i did some preliminary research uh in in anticipation of the uh of the interview today there was one study done in 2014 chris uh just to be clear i'm on the verge of leaving okay <laughs> okay a sample of 195 male and five, five i don't know why they it was 195 male and 511 female college students at a wow. Midwestern university. The median <clears throat> age was 19.7. Sure. Um, participated in an online study of SWD. What's uh, that mean, Chris? Uh, I, I, I figured as an industry guy, you would know. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it, uh, um, So this was a study published on PubMed. SWD stands for sex while driving. Oh, that's great. Um, of those polled, 32.8% of men... And 9.3% of women had engaged in sex while driving. Do those numbers seem skewed to you? Um, I can't believe I'm still sitting here. And you're still sitting here. Of the respondents reported that the two most common acts were oral sex, 70.3%, and genital touching, which was 604 uh, About 11% engaged in vaginal intercourse. Now, <coughs> oh, Chris, well, I gotta to, tell uh, you... Um, <laughs> That is some really interesting data. Really riveting And stuff. who did you say published that? Uh, it's called uh, PubMed, PubMed mobile website. Well, so did it, did it say what the locale was? Uh, this was a Midwestern. This Mid was a Midwestern. Western. But listen to this. Listen to this. This is the important part. Nearly half were traveling 61 to 80 miles per hour. <laughs> Fast moving. Uh, <laughs> you might say. Um, 
Didn't you say your twin brother went to college in the Midwest? Uh, but- <laughs> <laughs> the most common driving errors reported during SWD were speeding, 37.8%, drifting into another lane, 36%, and letting go of the steering wheel, 10.8%. Only 1.8% nearly had a crash. Do you know, so all, like, I'm, I just want to be very clear. Um, Don't do that? The the most interesting thing about that is that there literally might have been, like, some, uh, college like a phd student yeah who conducted that yeah. uh investigation i want to meet and, him yeah, <laughs> and i would love to know who funded that research think- <laughs> like what is yeah. it like is that the national science foundation well what, like i mean if somebody it was an online study because if anybody came up to me and started asking me these questions <laughs> yeah yeah i <laughs> i'm gonna yeah um so you don't have any data on that from your Personally, uh, no. no. I'm not asking you personally. No. I'm asking you, uh, in the, do you have any oh, in my studies. Data? Not personally. No. Uh, no, but what I will You're say. You're married. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. What I will say is that our good friend Elon Musk uh, could solve all these problems with his self-driving cars. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> let's get those numbers way up. This is, <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk to you about was you had mentioned a little bit like other countries and like what they do and yeah. like the prevalence of non-automobile transportation, uh, motorcycles, for example, uh, scooters and, yeah. and bicycles and stuff like that. Um, so I found this Brussels study. Uh, this was on newatlas.com. So a 2012 study found that if 10% of all private cars were replaced by motorcycles in the traffic flow of the test area, total time losses for all vehicles decreased by 40% and total emissions reduced by 6%, which is fucking crazy. That actually, like, literally, that does not surprise me at all. Like, the the vast... Um the, the, by far, the biggest impactor of our congestion statistics yeah. are single occupancy vehicles, right? right. So it is one person taking a car to work, right? Average right? Driving yeah. their car to work, which yeah. like, you know, you see the HOV lane and you're like, what the hell? Why are they wasting space on our highways right. with this lane that's for these jokers? Nobody can carpool, yeah. right? But like... Wait, wait, wait. You, so you're, is the industry as a whole... Anti-HOV lane? No, not at all. You, are you no, I'm tr- speaking as is... the common man now, right? Oh, okay. But like, <laughs> so, so the, but the fact of the matter is, what you just stated is actually totally true. That like when you make those small tweaks to right. the single occupancy vehicle numbers, it has an incredible impact right. on the congestion statistics they, overall. They claim that a 25% modal shift from cars to motorcycles was found to eliminate congestion entirely. Yeah, that does not surprise me. As opposed to the statistics you presented earlier in this episode, um, <laughs> these, these are much statistics more... seem totally legit. Okay. Uh, because, because, like, and, and I've heard you guys talk about this on your podcast before, that, like, well, what if more people were riding bikes in and you were talking about bike parking in the right. city? Um, like, I, I totally uh, would support that right. as, like, policy because, like, if there were more convenient ways for people to commute – and I believe that the policy is that if you're on a motorcycle, you can take the HOV lane, right? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I believe it is, yeah. It, it probably varies by state, obviously. Uh, but I'm um, talking about this one. But Boston. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I – yeah, you're probably right. I actually right. – that's one of the common things that happens to me is people ask me about traffic laws. And, and I'm like, like uh, I design roads. You design, actually, yeah, like, yeah. the way that – yeah, governed is not really up to it's, me. Uh, it's an art for you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Don't, yeah. don't bother with the meat and potatoes and stats. No, <laughs> you, just, 
No, just like throwing paint on a yeah, wall, yeah, and yeah. that's a road. Well, it looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because um, other countries do that. Like, uh, like other countries, you can park, you know, a motorcycle on a curb, and like if you go to Rome, there's just scooters everywhere, yeah. and and it makes the flow a lot easier. Well, I um, so I don't I don't know if it, if it, if you're if you would typically have like a Boston centric listenership, but like for, I mean, for it's the, heavy, it's heavy in Boston. For the example, <laughs> got people all around the world. I actually think, no, like you're right. In other cities, it's very different, but, yeah. um, well, I mean, other countries, do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, yeah. Other, other cities the, in the country though is different too, because it's a big difference whether you live in a snow state or in a oh, good state, point. Right? Yeah. Like that makes yeah. a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but you're a hundred percent right that were we to be able to shift some of our single occupancy vehicles to motorcycles and provide them good ways to get in and out of the city. Same thing with bikes, right? Um, well and, and I actually like, you, you hear like a lot of stuff in the news about like, you know, Brookline has uh, allowed uh, the, the motorized scooters like Bird, right. uh, Lime scooters, right? right. Um, and, and some people like are really opposed to those. I mean, it, it definitely like creates a little bit more of a complex roadway atmosphere. Yeah. Right? Well, you gonna... have to, I mean, you should have your head on a swivel anyway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like if the argument to me is like, well, I have to look out for those. And it's like, yeah, if, yeah! You're, in a, if you're in a car, look out for shit. Way to be. Like, what are you All talking right, about? Like, Chris, that's yeah. my dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's why like lane splitting, which is only legal in California, like cuts down yeah. on like traffic delays. And everyone's like, well, oh, it, it, it startled me. And it's like, so, keep your fucking head on a swivel. You're driving yeah. a K, like a big metal well, fucking missile down the road. Like, yes. What, I have yeah, no sympathy for 2,000 like pound that. death machine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have no, fuck that. I, I, have I no actually totally agree with that. Shit. And I think like part of my experience with this is I grew up in Hadley, like I said, right in between Amherst and Northampton. And okay. anybody who's ever spent any time out there, um, Amherst and Northampton are places where people like who are not familiar with those places, when they're driving through the center of town there, they're like, what the heck? The people, they, they just step out into the street. And yeah. it's like, um, all right, let's, let's just backtrack. Race, let's bro. just backtrack like, a second. Yeah. Because, like, what are the laws around right-of-way, right? right? Pedestrians right. have the right-of-way, which right. means if they're in the street, you need to stop your car, <laughs> right? So, like, that that has, like, actually really informed me as a, as a roadway designer because yeah. I've, I have familiarity with those places, which, by the way, are places that people love to be. Right. right, and I don't know if you've ever spent much time in Amherst or Northampton. No, the country. It's rural, rural you, Massachusetts. You, you, they are literally they are places that people like to be. Right, right, and it's the same thing if you're walking around downtown Crossing, or you know, like there are yeah. or in a big metropolis, Salem, right? Yeah. Another yeah. example, right? Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a big metropolis, though. It could be like a small town center. Right. But when people are the ones that the space is designed for, right, right, as opposed to cars. You have a place where people like to be. Right. And that's a big difference. And let me tell you one more thing about that, which is that cars don't spend money. Ah, people, people spend, spend money. I was money. about to say so that. Yeah, like, so an economic, like an economic exactly. hub. Exactly. Where so pedestrians gather. And I think that people have, like in European cities, you see a lot of mm -hmm. city area that cars aren't allowed to go. Like streets and that, that is can't go down. And that is the real estate yeah. for that's a coffee you shop have a, or for a restaurant, right? Right, like, right, right. Because they do really well. Um, and so, and I think it's like a nature versus nurture thing because conversely in... This article about this study, they were talking about Saigon, right? I'm sorry. It's now called Ho Chi Minh City. So he brings up... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So this guy... Wait me up on the current yeah. events, Chris. <laughs> this guy's study, he talks about Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, it's, a, it's a city in Vietnam, has 7.5 million people, and almost 5 million have motorcycles. Yeah. That's... I don't know. That, it's a, those, it's a but, different culture. I, right. I but actually, what he was saying is, like, yeah. it's like a 300-year-old city, and he said, like, if, if, they were, if they tried to make the transition to cars... The city wouldn't be able to function. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the city wouldn't be able to function. So, like, conversely, like taking that in the reverse, like that city couldn't function if they all got like fucking Hyundai's and shit. No, one hundred percent true. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Because Boston is actually a city that was designed for horses, right? And, right. And carriages. Right. Yet we have tried to cram cars <laughs> on it. Yeah. Which and it's one of the bu- it's one of the busiest. Places in the world, yeah. Right? Like in the um, world, right? Inrics actually recently released a study that said that Boston has the worst congestion problems of any city in the country. Yeah. Well, do you want to move to Florida? <laughs> do you want to move to Ho Chi Minh City? <laughs> <laughs> more of a Saigon it guy. Could be more of a... <laughs> you know, you talk about like bicycles and scooters and motorcycles and stuff. Like, why can't like why can't you drive an ATV? down the road like i know you can do it like in vermont and stuff if you're going to, like the gas station but like you know you see you know sometimes it's a group of guys they're all on dirt bikes or on atvs like we talked about it a little bit in a previous episode when we were talking about like new haven and like the bike life and like the t- so um, so this is my experience with this um i like before why, can, can you really is it really unsafe to drive an atv like if your commute is like a 25 mile like a 20 mile per hour commute is it really that unsafe to have an ATV versus a car? Well, so it's interesting, right? Um, I was actually, I was up in uh, Lee, Maine a, a couple weeks ago for a wedding. And they actually have posted ATV routes on the road, right? Really? So, so yeah. Because, okay. I mean, like, they, you know, it's like that, uh, Lee, Maine is like it's like 40 rural, miles rural. from Canada. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Way yeah, up there. Yeah. And so it's so like they're like, not going to bother people and make them trailer it if no, no one's fucking right. Yeah, they're like, and I think it's also probably like at some in some ways related to their livelihood, right? right. Like for for some people up there, but in an urban environment, I think you know is is kind of like related to what I was talking about before about like that whole like um, concept of order, right? Okay. So so you know you have your signals, you have your lanes, you you know the expectations of people there are that um, the roadway users are all going to fall in line with that. Right. Um, and I know I experienced this. I was uh, before I moved to Boston. I lived in West Hartford, um, and I, I used to ride my bike through Hartford. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think one day it was on a on a Sunday. I was uh, riding my bike on Main Street in Hartford, and uh, I. As I as I rounded a, a turn, um, you know, on the you know side of the road where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Was it a left uh, turn or a right turn? I made a left turn. Okay. As a matter of fact, I was safe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Use my hand signals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I saw coming towards me what what had to be uh, three dozen uh, ATV riders, so dirt bikes, right. uh, four wheelers, and. Uh, Main Street in Hartford, for anyone who doesn't know, is like six lanes. It is a huge road. There's bus okay. lanes. It's like massive. And they, and they the are things? just completely spread across the road right. coming at me. And I was like, I'd never seen this before. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm on a bike. Like Mad Max. Like, yeah. I am, well, yeah. Fury, you were on Fury Road. <laughs> you took a left turn onto Fury Road. <laughs> Main Street Hartford, yeah. yes. And so, uh, you know, I mean, I like stopped riding. I like was scared a little bit. Yeah. And but you know, they just passed on by and right. pay no attention to me. 
And I like, you know, I'm like turning around looking at it like, what is this? And I actually like started doing a little Googling after, as one does. Yeah. And uh, I found a, a paper that was written by a professor from UConn um, that referenced ATV riders in an urban setting. Um, right. And and I learned that this is actually, I mean, it's certainly not um, new to Hartford and right. it's not unique to Hartford and it's actually like something that happens in almost every major city. Right. Happens in um, Boston, happens ML, MLK ride in Miami. It's yep. like a huge thing. Yeah, like you talked about this. Instagrams yeah. all, all. Well, the- and I think you, you actually referenced some of it being more organized than others, but right. like, um, I think the genesis of it is kind of underground, right? And right. It's, it's groups that are planning these rides, uh, on a Sunday, on a holiday right. where they all get together and they kind of just like, take over the streets. It's a, outlaw. Yeah, it's outlaw and, stuff. It's a little outside, so, of the, outside of the left. So in this paper, um, the, the professor references a documentary called The 12 O'Clock Boys, which might be my favorite movie. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I've I mean, not seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, Chris, I sent you the info about it like yeah. six months ago and you ignored it. So uh, I'm not going to... I was going to say, it was two hours ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I sent like, yeah. you a link to I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm at work. I yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll watch it later. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it, so it's about um, uh, one of these groups uh, that, uh, from Baltimore, and not motorcycles actually, it's more like uh, four-wheelers. Dirt, dirt bikes, bikes, a lot yeah. of dirt bikes, yeah. a lot of like two-strokes. And so, uh, you know, these these people are basically just like kind of doing like a parade, more or less. Um, it is. Like, it, totally yeah. unorganized, but yeah. it's just like, you know, it's people, this is what they like to do. Right. right? They, they like to get together as a group, it's a social yeah. thing. And the skill level of like so that's the that's the thing, right? Yeah. Twelve o'clock boys is in reference to the dirt bike guys who can get up at twelve o'clock. Ah, get the you're, wheelie up. You're, uh, right. you, you, the those of uh, our listeners can't uh, see our hand motions yeah, that yeah. are showing. It's, he's uh, he's holding the, his palm like. <laughs> Uh, no, so Fuck. so the, the twelve o'clock boys is a reference to the wheelies that they do, right? Where they right. get the get it up to the, 12 the dirt bike has the the, the front wheel a hundred percent above the back wheel, and in this uh, documentary, they show the guys doing it yeah. so many times, and it is ah, oh, it, the, like, the skill level that it takes to do that is unbelievable. I, yeah. like, I'm like, the I'm shit not gonna pull a wheelie, like yeah. what? <laughs> and and there's a guy right next to you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, and there's yeah. another guy in front of you. But and there's just, um, so like in the and you'll see in the if if anybody you can like it's twelve o'clockboys.com like yes. it's very easy to find. Um, yeah. I think you have to actually pay for it, but yeah. actually like I would Venmo me. Like yeah. I'll pay you to watch it. It's awesome. Uh, Do you want me to leave that in? Okay, leave it in. Leave it in, uh, but I'm not gonna write the name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get in touch with Chris for my Venmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it is like I mean. And the, actually like the, so the, the, the riding stuff is incredible, but like actually the coolest part about it, and this kind of goes back to the whole point of your podcast is like, it's, it's actually more about the community. Um, yeah. and it's about like this young kid who like wants to come up and like get a bike and like yeah. ride with the gang, but like his bike gets stolen and he's like uh, trying to figure it out. Yeah. I don't spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like it honestly, like, I don't know. I think like. It was really like the it was the culture of it that kind of like drew me into that. And yeah. Like, uh, uh, just to be clear, as a transportation engineer, I don't approve of any of the <laughs> things that they yeah. do in the video. They actually like it, at one point, like one of the guys like rides up next to a cop car. Yeah. And like, cause 
and rides up in the cop car and like kicks at his taillight. Right. Like to try to right. kick out his taillight. Because the whole and thing about it yeah. is that the police can't chase those people. Right, there are no which, states, which, which is, not all states are. Yeah, um, and, and that's actually like one that that to me is like the really fascinating point about this is that like when people are riding dirt bikes or ATVs on city streets, many urban areas have policies that you can't chase those people. Right. Which when I heard that, I was like, huh? What? How? <laughs> how could that be possible? Right. But it's because it's so dangerous, right? And you don't want a guy to get killed just for riding an ATV on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not worth. Somebody getting killed over it. And not just a rider, but, like, this is dangerous. A pedestrian or something like, like that. Especially, anything. like, if you're in a chase. Like, if they're doing a... If someone's doing a wheelie on an ATV and they're going essentially, like, between 15 and 20 miles per hour, like you said, like, that's a low risk. Yeah. Beha- as opposed right. to a... Yeah. As opposed to, like, it's, a chase. It's, like, quote-unquote, like, lawless. But at right. the same time, who's it really dangerous to? Right. Like, in my situation, right, where I was talking about riding my bike down the road and I was, like... I was legitimately scared. Right. Was I in danger? No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was exactly. just scared because exactly. I didn't know what was going on. Right. So that's like one of those situations where like I obviously, yeah, like well, I don't like, I don't know, think it's a good idea. Like, I don't know if I would actually ride with them. Right. Unless I had like a uh, I would ride with them, but you know, my like advisor. My wheels would I'd be at I'd be at <laughs> yeah, three, yeah. three to nine o'clock yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the, uh, yeah, it's all the way down. A three forty five boy. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, just a little, a little bump little, in the yeah. road. Yeah. Um, but like, so the MLK ride in Miami started, it was like this wheel, uh, guns down, wheels up is like the name oh, yeah. of like the thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like, they, they chase them around oh, really? and they dispatch like helicopters and like yeah. all this shit. And it's like, if you had, if, if you could, and it's kind of like disorganized, like there's no real, like that I could find a person who like organizes the ride. Yeah. But if you are going to spend that money on helicopters and police cars, you right. could you could escort these guys, and that's what you were and it could about. be a parade. That's like what you're like you about said, with like the New Haven thing, right? Yeah. So the New Haven, what happened in New Haven with right with the East Coast and crew was that they they had they sectioned off a part of the city. Yeah. That they could, uh, that, was, that honestly, was public. Like, that they could just do so stuff on, and we could all go there. And there was like thousands of people. I'll, I'll shout out. This is like a meaningless shout out, but I'll yeah. shout out Doug Houseladen, who's the director of traffic and transportation and parking in New Haven. And the Whoa. guy, like, <laughs> like he's honestly is yeah. awesome. Like yeah. he's like that's when you have somebody who's in charge who's like open minded and can right. make smart decisions about stuff right. like that. That's where and you it's get not that. an us versus them mentality. It's we're like all in, hey, we're all cool. Part of the city. Like just yeah. be cool. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. like we can connect, try to connect with the organizers. Like try to go to the police and be like, hey, like look, we want to do this, man. Like this, we do this every year. Like this is part of our culture now. It's part of the community. So let's yeah. make it work. Let's work together. Do you know? Kumbaya. <laughs> Kumbaya on the motorcycle scoop. So that's pretty good. Do we have any ice cream? Okay, Motorcycle Chris here outside the Lucky Corner Convenience Store in Winthrop, Massachusetts. I'm here with my twin brother, Brendan Mullins. Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey. And uh, obviously, uh, transportation engineer Matt Skelly's here. Ready for action. Okay. Yep. Uh, what, do you, uh, what, do you, what are you opening up there, Matt? Uh, Chris, this is the classic Choco Taco, and I'm ready to rate this thing. I I know uh, it's it's nothing, no frills, right? Nothing special, but it does have, I think, all of the accoutrement of what one needs on a special ice cream scoop. Okay. 
Yeah, that could Okay, be boy, that, that, could that was... Uh, that could be true. So I am working on a good humor ice cream sandwich. Um, a little melty mm. right off the bat. It hasn't been out very long. And... Um, but it's got your, all your classic features, vanilla ice cream sandwich between two, uh, not quite cracker, more like a soft... <laughs> a gram? A soft, sort of cho- a soft chocolate suggestion. Okay, you know why I like that? And it's because it's uh, vanilla ice cream. And what, did you, what are you presenting me with here? Uh, a mystery, Chris. Okay. Um, you're going to have to guess. What okay, it open it up so I can eat it. All right, I'm going to... Uh, uh-huh, here we go. Uh, ice cream sandwich coming off in my fingers. It's the. Um, it's the. <laughs> Sometimes it's the presentation. Am I right? It's the chocolate outside. Yeah. We are. We're n- none of us are actually scooping. We are all. This is uh, convenience store ice cream. We're all using our hands. Well, this is the point. It's going to the anti scoop. It's kind of like you grab it and go. Right. So choco taco, Matt. The, the choco taco, um, the the wafer that contains the ice cream, a little mushy. Um, but but nice, you know. Okay. I'm, I'm noticing a theme it. here, and I'm wondering if it might be the the, the, the cooler in the store. That ice might cream be sandwich issue. falling apart. Um, however, I will say that the uh, the ice cream on the inside and the the chocolate coating, um, just fantastic. Yeah, really, right. really. All right, all right. Well, give me some ice cream here. Yeah. All right, mine's here. actually on a stick. Oh, okay. Don't, don't pickle it up. We, we need to tell them what it is. It is. <clears throat> wait, wait. Ask him what he thinks. What do you think it is? I think it's a, a fruity shit stick. <laughs> <laughs> that is well said. I don't it's like a, fruit so in my you, ice cream. So you've met your brother. It's like a... <laughs> <laughs> you would describe me the same way. It's like, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's like a swirl, you know, like a twirly... Uh, wait, you know. I- How's it looks taste? like a, it looks like a barber pole, but it just tastes like a fruit, like a generic fruit. Like I couldn't even pinpoint it. It's actually got blue raspberry, cherry, and lime, and it's a cyclone yeah. by the original Popsicle brand. Oh, so I didn't realize that Popsicle was like Kleenex, like it was just actually its own brand. Circ- like I thought oh, no. anything could be a Popsicle. So that's circa- interesting. Okay, we've got John Friedman here. Just pulled up on a bike. Hey, hey guys. Well, you know, I could really use some ice cream. So, this is what do you think of the Choco Taco? <laughs> I am surprised that it is by Klondike. So, the brand recognition really. Oh yeah, we should say it was a Choco Taco by Klondike. This, this here, try that cyclone. See, what we oh, I think God. it's just too fruity. It's like too sweet. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh man, if you can yeah. see this. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's it for the. Uh, how many? How many? Uh, how many? Uh, how many spoons? Right, so ice the, cream sandwich. So John, I, John, I will give the Choco Taco. Um. One spoon yeah. out of five. Uh, that's a horrible dish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. the same with the with the. What is it? What I have again? A cyclone. 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 One spoon. Horrible. What do you think of the ice cream sandwich, Brennan? Mm. Well, I like ice cream sandwich for a good stress eat. <laughs> that's where you're at. I would eat this. Yeah, absolutely. I would eat this just pissed. <laughs> So angry. All right, yeah, just a, out of five, just a just a <laughs> just a hate, just a hate, a hate scoop. Yeah, no, no, no how, many, how many spoons? Three, Nine, three out of five. Three. three. All right, and, pretty good. And John on the taco taco. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer a, a counter to um, the one scoop. Five scoops. Five Whoa. spoons. He, nobody we nobody gives out. Five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a five scoop ice. Cream. I mean, well, look at look at you got it's a, we got it at a convenience store. You got chocolate, right? Yeah. Standard. Yeah. But you got like this mushy. Uh, I guess you'd call it ice cream. Yeah. That's mixing in with a waffle. 
that's making like a chewy yet. Uh, so you like the so you like the mush, dude. It's like <laughs> so many so many cultures coming together. You got the chaco and the chaco. Like this is America. Okay. Right. Um, so I think that's it for this episode of the Motorcycle Scoop. Uh, Matt, thank you so much uh, for coming and talking to me about uh, transportation issues. I really appreciate oh, I uh, your expertise, and we're going to have you back on uh, real soon, okay? You betcha, buddy. Dick right. This is Motorcycle Chris, signing off. <laughs>